<laughs> Welcome to the first ever, yo, first ever Patreon episode. What's good? Hold on, let me. Wow. Let me no, that's the wrong fucking one. Oh, there we go. Fucking go, bitch. Oh shit. <laughs> fucking go, bitch. <laughs> he had to drop there straight down. Right, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm gonna need you to stop coming to me crazy, bro. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> You've been coming for me every all since we got down. Right. God, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what I did for you yeah, or do to you. Um, Jesus, man. I've been I've been very aggressive toward everybody. I know. I, I and you already apologized for it. Yeah, so, I apologize, you know. but fuck you anyway. <laughs> fuck you too, E. For you know, it's cool. It's cool. Well, you know. I do what I do. I do. <laughs> Welcome to the nurse. I love y'all though. Sorry, love you. Welcome to the Normal Convo's Patreon experience. Hey. We are fucking here. The almighty NCP. Yeah, for sure. Damn, that's loud. That's loud as fuck. It don't matter though. Um, This is something new. And uh, exclusively exclusively for our he Patreon members. Exclusive. We are having video. So, video. What's, good? what's up, video? What's going on, people? Um, There's nobody Everybody. behind the camera. We are doing this shit ourselves. Yeah. Um, but we're going to fucking make it work. So here we, we are. make it. <laughs> we do not have any. Um, we do not have any music for our Patreon. We are not going to do any music. No, nope, um, we get right to the shit. As far as uh, right now. So, uh, let's get straight to the shits. This is going to be, to give y'all a, a insight on how our Patreon is going to be set up. Um, these are going to be our everyday actual thoughts. If you've been following us on our regular shit, which if you're subscribing, you probably have. Um, we do a lot of pandering. We do a lot of... Uh, PC. I don't. Um, he's lying, but whatever. I don't. Uh, we do a lot of PC. We do a lot of. No, um, I want a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but it's always in joke format. Even though he be serious. Um, on he here, be serious. On our Patreon, we gonna talk our shit. Talk that shit. <laughs> we gonna talk our shit, and these are gonna be our real views, and it's gonna be a lot of. Um, it's gonna be a lot of saying shit that we can't say on free shit so um let's get right to it um let's pander to these hoes let's start with we're gonna have a lot of deep conversations <laughs> let's start with the first one though um what do y'all think about their uh, about the notion of there's no the perfect opportunity just doesn't exist. Patreon said hold my beer. Where do y'all stand on that? <laughs> Patreon definitely said hold my beer. Absolutely. Because <laughs> Patreon is the best perfect opportunity. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Bobby. So where do you, where, where, where you stand on that? Perfect opportunity doesn't exist. Um, perfect opportunity don't exist? Yeah. Um, I, I don't believe that. Um, I believe that they are rare. Okay. I don't believe that they don't exist. Uh, I believe that they're rare, and I believe that you may have to, you know, you just look for it because a regular opportunity, let alone perfect, nothing's going to fall into your lap. 
you have to, you know I mean, you have to go out. I'll go so far as to say you have to go out and create a perfect opportunity, to be honest. Okay. I mean, you know I mean, you could, you could have a regular opportunity and make it perfect. You make it perfect for you. Um, but just as with anything, you're going to have to work for it. Uh, like Rick Ross said, get up off your big fat lazy ass and work for it. You know what I mean? Talk that shit. You know what I mean? Get off your ass. For real, for real. I mean, look, am I lying though? Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Opportunities ain't gonna fall in your lap. The world don't owe you a motherfucking thing. I, I mean, nobody owes you shit. You're gonna have to get out here and get this shit. For real, you're gonna have to take it. Pause. But, um,. The, the perfect opportunity to me can exist, but you're going to have to work for it and you're going to have to, um, you know, look for it and work for it. It just ain't going to fall into your lap. Okay. I'll, I'll keep my shit short and sweet. Um, I'm kind of on the same wavelength of that of, um, and the way that I relate it is really uh, with us. Uh, we've been, if you've, you know, if you followed the, the, the free pod, We've talked about it before, where when we first came up with this idea, you know, it was me, Everett, and a couple of different guys, and Bobby just loved the idea, so he was like, whenever y'all launched, let me know. And yeah, because I really just wanted to listen. Right, and then a couple of people fell through, and me and Everett kind of talked, and was like, damn, what you think about bringing Bobby on? Like, shit, he already said he would support, so <laughs> the nigga probably got something to say. So... But we talked about it between the three of us. We talked about it for so long. We we kind of just we never found that perfect opportunity to launch. Right. We launched in the middle of the year. Nothing going on. No big reveal. Like we did maybe a week or two of talking about talking it. About it. Telling people that. Yeah. Like, no, before uh, we launched, like we didn't really have a big rollout. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying. That's where I. That's where I correlated. And then, you know, you add our merchant to that. You add our now Patreon to that. Patreon. Like, all of the stuff that we're still missing. We're still missing, you know, a a better audio experience. We're still missing a better video experience. We're still missing marketing. Like, there's still stuff that we're missing that we're... But we gonna get it. Yeah. It's... uh, Oh, we definitely gonna get it. We gonna get it. I think... Just be patient. Just wait on it. We coming with all that shit. Okay? So, I think... (laughs) Just wait. Like I said, how I was correlating, I think this is exactly what the perfect opportunity doesn't exist means. We made that shit Starting a business is, I think, where that came from. Because if we were waiting for the perfect opportunity... We wouldn't be 39 episodes in. No, we right. just did it. And really like 45 if you add in our mini pods. Yeah. We wouldn't have 45. We had a, <clears throat> over 100 hours of content. Yeah. We wouldn't have that if we were waiting on the perfect opportunity. Yeah, there isn't, there isn't one. Like Bobby said, you, you have to create that shit. Going back to Rick Ross, he, he didn't make it till he was 30. He toiled in the rap game for years. He said he would put out music. People would just throw his CDs on the ground and... But it didn't stop him. He just kept it moving. Just boom at 30. Perfect opportunity. Jay got on as president at Def Jam. And it just went from there. And and now he's, you know, tweeting that get up off your fat, lazy ass. And people don't (laughs) like it. But you have to snatch that shit. What they say, uh, ain't no luck. It's when opportunity and preparation meet. Right. It's when opportunity and preparation meet. You can't. 
you know, I look up the stories of people that I know we've seen, Ross, your 50s, your J's, they all just took the shit. Ain't no, oh, I'm going to sit and wait till Jesus make it happen for me and Jesus, call Jesus, me. Jesus. It don't work that fucking way. It, it, that, that's bitch ass shit. Facts. You have to create it. it. There is no magic. There's only work and toiling away and opportunity and believing what you do. I mean, the perfect opportunity is when you create it and you take advantage of it. Yeah. Are there better and times? And make it perfect for you. Are there better times or ideal? Absolutely. But like you said, they're so rare that you can't wait on them. Exactly. You can't wait on them. I mean, who's to say, okay, maybe in two years from now, there'll be some great podcast software out. Not to say there isn't now, but there'll be a certain window where or we may have passed it or you know but we're doing it now like even where even if like we were a little bit more popular like generalizing before the pod even if we us three were just more popular people yeah like if we waited until we gained our popularity or we gained five thousand followers just off our own personalities before we were like all right we're launching a podcast like if we waited for something like that I feel like it would be too late. Waiting, all that is waiting is just dependent on p- other people. Yeah, yeah. The I longer think. you wait, the more you're waiting for outside forces. Yeah, and you may not get that magic or that moment. You you have to seize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the perfect opportunity is just a. No, nah, I don't believe in that at all. Nah, it's a myth. I'm I'm glad we um built this shit from the ground up. It's gonna feel so much better when we do blow the fuck up. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like we literally. I ain't gonna say literally, figuratively, business-wise, we got it out the mud. Facts. The mud. We don't know nobody. We're we just now. We're, we're, we don't know shit. We're just now getting to a point to where we're connecting with it. 30 episodes in, 30, 39 episodes in, we're just now getting to a point to where we know people in the city that know popular people. Yeah. With, yeah. A, with a decent-sized following. We're just now getting to that point yeah. because none of us were limelight people none of us were in our 20s running around the city none of us were at the 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 the, the well, popping party like you know what i'm saying like we never rubbed shoulders with this person and that person and oh my god i got your number and we just kind of kick it like none of us had the quote-unquote clout yeah, yeah pretty much like and we weren't chasing it either yeah we were just kind of living life so but it was kind of it was it is it's dope to see where we are now, even with our following being what it is. It's just dope to see where we are versus where we started. Yeah. And, and if we waited another 39 weeks, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine us actually starting now with everything with the pandemic and all that shit. Yeah. I couldn't imagine us starting now. Nah. We would push it back. Yeah. I Man. couldn't imagine us starting episode one today. Would would it have been better if we started like in March or April of twenty twenty, when people were everybody was locked down at home and didn't have a choice? Probably. Yeah, but over oh, the fuck, well, we didn't. So yeah. what? We can't go back two years. Yeah, but we're creating this opportunity. And at the now. same time, you can only go forward. We would have had a lot of we would have had a lot of Zoom calls. We yeah, wouldn't have right. been coming to nobody's house because back then everybody was still scared. I wouldn't. We might not have known shit. I still am. We might not have believed it, but we was all scared enough to not obey what the mayor and everybody said, but we were at least cautious enough to, all right, 
Because even now, when one of us gets sick, we move the pop. Yeah. If you were to pop up sick, even if it was a cold, and you just, oh, man, I ain't, I ain't really feeling good. I, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I might yeah. not get tested, but I ain't feeling good. We're going to push this shit. Yeah, we've done it a few times. Yeah. You know, the shit, we, we, almost, know that. we almost moved it last week because my wife was sick. Like, had it not been, like, really, and this is a blessing in and of itself. Like, if we didn't have this basement, we would have moved the pod. If we had to, if we had to record in a common area, we would have moved mm -hmm. it. We wouldn't have recorded last week. Or we were recorded at one of y'all spots. We'd yeah. have found somewhere else to record. So. But I had to. Yeah. Perfect opportunity just doesn't fucking exist. Don't wait on it. So. Um, we know that wasn't that quite of a deep topic, but it just led us into the topic that we're actually going to talk about this episode, which is um, black people still, to this day, black people farm land that we don't own. <clears throat> now, what we mean by that, we're not talking about literal land. No. Where, you know, that. in slavery, we farmed land that we didn't own because we were slaves. And then after it, we're sharecropping. Right. The land that we're talking about now is the things that everybody enjoys. Industries. Black people farm music. Black people farm sports. Sports. With the exception of maybe hockey. And maybe baseball. We'll, we'll be there next. We are. We got some. We got some staples in baseball. Yeah, we got some staples, but a lot of. And then, that's when you start getting into particulars, because when I say black people, I just mean like black Americans. Yeah. When you start getting into baseball, you're starting to talk about Cubans and Puerto Ricans and you know what I'm saying outside of America. I'm talking about black Americans. Well, no, we when you talk we, about football and basketball. We still basketball. have um, Barry Bonds, Barry Larkin, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, but you uh, can name the, you can name the greats. Name all the great Jackie basketball. Robinson. Name all the great black basketball players. Off the top of your head. Um shit. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. Um You're in the past twenty years. Go further back. Okay, Clyde Drexler, uh Dr. Magic Johnson, Magic Dr. Johnson. J, Will Chamberlain. Keep going. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Oscar Robinson, Robert Parrish, <laughs> Robert Ory, Robert Ory, he's a great. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. He's the greatest. Yeah, he's the greatest <laughs> six, six man, man. ever. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what Lou will talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Jordan Clarkson won it last year. <laughs> Robert Ory is the best six man ever. <laughs> That nigga won two rings by itself. Who the fuck would nobody say? But no, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. When yeah. you start talking about the greats of the NBA, the greats of the NFL, you can't leave black people out of it. When you start talking shit, when you start talking about baseball, you can't leave out the Barry Bonds. You can't leave out the Griffies. Yeah, I mean, like Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior, Senior Andrew. Yeah, we're just talking about people who. Uh, Contributed massively. To if it wasn't industry. for them, the industry that we're talking about wouldn't exist. Yeah, pushed it forward yeah. culturally. I mean, look at what the Fab Five did for the with the all black socks and the yeah. Uh, I think it was the shoes, but look it up. Look what they did contributed to, it. and that's you know you couldn't see five white guys doing that. Yeah, five guys. Look at what AI did for the culture. Yeah, Muggsy Bogues. 
Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Neon Deion. You know what I'm saying? Prime like, time. Prime. The, Bo the, Jackson. The, the motherfuckers we're talking about are culture shifters. Ah, Bo Jackson, legend in two sports. Yeah. We're talking about culture oh, shifters. Deion Sanders, too? We did. We just said it. We're not no. talking about your average, everyday black athlete. We're talking about culture shifters. We are culture shifters. Definitely. If you don't know that, black idealism is culture shifting. However, we don't be the ones to profit directly off of it. It's always contributing to someone else's idea or dream and advancing it, but not reaping the profits of it uh, financially or just ownership. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, Jordan contributed massively to Nike, but he doesn't get anywhere near what they have made. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His name is still mentioned Every day, in the NBA, yeah. Every day, his name is mentioned when you start talking about the NBA, right? Yeah. The biggest debate of all time in the NBA is Jordan versus LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Those two names will be mentioned forever. And stop comparing those two, please. Stop comparing those two. They great in different ways. But go ahead. Let them have their legacies, but you know, just contributing, but not reaping the benefits. If we don't own the NW. In the NBA, we don't own these record labels. We don't. Let's stay on. Let's stay on. Let's stay on music for a little bit. Stay on music. Let's stay on music for a little bit because that's. I I feel like that's the biggest industry where we're over. We're over. um, Not represented. Over represented. We're we're over represented. Yeah. But we're underpaid. Underpaid. Absolutely. And we're not. And so let's not get this fucked up. Anybody that's doing music, you're underpaid. Anybody. If you ain't independent. Can we... Under, independents even, are underpaid. Even independent. Independents are underpaid because you still need... You still need a dis- distribution deal. Yeah. You still need... Uh, um, marketing. A mar- you still need marketing. You need promotion. Uh, you need uh, your masters. You, need, masters. you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, press. Well, when in the CD or physical pressing... And vinyls, vinyls are coming back. Vinyls are coming back yeah, now. Strong. In, in in the era that we're in now, with the way that they put music together, management. Yeah, you might own your masters, but to get on, um, rap radar, not rap radar. What's the what's the title? Drink one? champs. No, 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 no. Oh, the yeah. playlist. The the playlist. Rap caviar. Rap caviar. That's Spotify. Yeah. Okay. So what titles? Um, I know you listen to Title more than you listen to Spotify. Yeah, uh, Essentials, Title Essentials. Okay, so when you get on the Title Essentials, when you get on the Rap Caviar, I don't know what Apple's is because we don't listen to Apple. Yeah. Um, none of us have Apple Music. Uh-uh. We Team Samsung over here. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> um, but when, to get on a Rap Caviar, to get on the Title Essentials, you need a label. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you need somebody to negotiate that for you. Uh, independent is not as easily on a rap caviar. Russ is not on for Russ to even get to the rap caviar. So Russ is my biggest um, example as a as an independent. You got your Russes. You got um, rest in peace your Nipsies. Mm-hmm. Dolph. You got your rest Dolphs. Dolph. Rest in peace Dolph. You got your you know what I'm saying like you got your 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 ones. 
Yeah. But to even get to a point to where you could even get on that level of a rap caviar or a title essentials, you got to be in the game for so long to make an impact. And then you got to have the labels coming to you. Right. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify would be dumb not to call Russ. Mm. Spotify would be dumb to not call Dolph. What can we do to get you on our biggest playlist? Playlist. What can we do? But at the end of the day, there's still a white guy at the top of that list. Or Jew. Or Jew. (laughs) And we're not going to go into that topic because we are the original Jews. But there's somebody at the top of that (laughs) list. And we're canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, Thanks, y'all. I was real. <laughs> 21 minutes into our uh, Patreon, we're canceled. Yeah, I mean, at the top real. of the chain, there's going to be a, a Jewish guy. I mean, there's your Leors or your, your Todd Moskowitz, your uh, right. Steve Lobels. So, to, to, to put it in reference, um, and this has nothing to do with the black culture shifting conversation we're having. Daniel Eck. Who are people? Owner of Spotify. Okay. okay. Daniel Eck is worth three times more than Paul McCartney. Everybody knows the name Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody knows what Paul McCartney has contributed contributed to, to music. music. For the yeah. last six fifty years or so. Everybody knows why Paul McCartney's name is brought up in any music conversation that you'll pretty much ever have when you start talking about greats. When you start talking about greats, Paul McCartney's name is mentioned. And everybody pretty much knows why. Yeah. Why is Daniel Eckworth three times more now? Because he owns And that's Paul McCartney. We're not talking about your Jay-Z's. Your Michael Jackson's. Your your Michael Jackson's. Your Prince's. Your Kanye's. Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about our great blacks. We're talking about the greatest white. Who's a greater white? Paul McCartney or Elvis? Larry Bird. <laughs> in this, in the scope of this conversation, I would say Paul McCartney because of the longevity. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I got you. Um, and at this point, everybody knows Elvis stole everything from niggas. Oh yeah. So, and he was racist. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. Like, it, we we cancel a lot of shit. We won't cancel the rich whites that stole from us. We need to. We should. Nah. We're, cancel culture is biased. Not going to. Cancel culture is biased. It is definitely. It's not. It's not to cancel all the the horrible shit that you know white people have done in this world. It's to cancel black people that are getting too much of a voice to you know to push change. We're yeah, not cancel- so you start rising up. Yeah, it's time to cut this <coughs> motherfucker down. Yeah, change. You know what I mean, we're cancel. not can- we're not canceling that little black kid on 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 SoundCloud that says something wild in his in his um song yeah because he don't have enough of a reach but we're gonna we're gonna try to cancel ross we're gonna try to cancel ross for his i put a i put a gun on the drink shane ain't know about it we're gonna try to we're gonna try to cancel him Uh, for that because ross is ross ross has a voice and ross owns a lot of the market share his name's rings bells his name rings bells for a reason side question you think ross would have really did that no No, it was a song yeah I think we don't I, honestly, believe I look at it as just a lyric, but we don't want to believe anything else that's in the song, except for the stuff that's going to offend a bigger community that is already sensitive. 
that right. it's already a sensitive community. When you start talking about date rape, it's already a sensitive community. Facts. When you say something about that in your song, yeah, we're going to have to cancel you. Because we're already sensitive about that. We all know that motherfuckers is not just going to go on a song and be like, oh, yeah, I'll date rape this girl. Yeah. <laughs> you would be stupid. I make too much money. I generate, now, now I you generate could, too much. You money. could have got away with that back in the eighties and nineties, though. Yeah, There's you can't say that. Shit, <laughs> that that rape, rape culture. <laughs> I can't. You could talk about <laughs> raping and beating bitches back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that now as long as you black. Ninety percent of our ninety percent of our music is about killing each other. Absolutely. And doing drugs. Absolutely. But we, we don't profit off of it. The, 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 the powers that be, yeah. the powers that be, are the ones that profit off of it. So why would I, why would I, why would I change that now? Uh, well, you got to think. It's not their responsibility to tell us how to change our community or to better it. I mean, they don't give a fuck. I mean, if positive music start moving. Then that's where the bag would be. Yeah. But yeah, it's not. But negativity spreads faster. So it yeah. makes more money. Yeah, it's back to the clickbait thing. Yeah, clickbait. Uh, definitely. It, it's just, it's so problematic because uh, artists, especially black artists, are getting gypped every way up the food chain. It, it, it just, I'm astounded at how we keep falling for it. I mean, Think about it. Paul McCartney and then, what's his name? Steve X or Martin X or whatever Steve the fuck his name is. Whatever his name Oh, Daniel X. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people haven't grasped the ass, uh, the aspect of service. <laughs> Grab the ass. Grab the ass. The aspect of a service-based business and an asset business. Steve Rifkin, another Jew, mm-hmm. on uh, Loud Records and uh, SRC. Um, home to Wu-Tang, Twister, Mob deep yeah. and little flip for a second. Uh, Average, big point. Yeah, <clears throat> you know his own father told him if you want to make money, get into the asset business. When you sign to a label, they're going to own your music, especially a major label. They're going to own yeah. your music. So after you're gone, they still own your art. You'll you can make some money. And they make it so that you will make just enough to keep you in the red, to keep you recording. But they're going to make money off of it long after you're gone. Yeah. yeah. Reissues, reselling, radio, streaming. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to be Re- an artist Remaster. Now. I wouldn't want to be an artist now. There's just there's so little money in it now. I mean, I heard uh, DJ Paul said in the CD era, they was cleaning up. Streaming? Yeah, you can get paid, but you need so many streams to make a dollar. You saw you saw that shit the T Pain posted? Yeah. How many streams it takes to make a dollar? Yeah. YouTube is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And even in the CD era you were taking a hit because you were gonna get paid off the cut that the label sells to retailers and not the fourteen or fifteen that it costs. No, right. wholesale is like five dollars. You're mm. only getting paid for like ten songs. So anything yeah, more than yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. out of your pocket. Yeah, pretty so much. So every way you getting cut. So those getting double cut. discs. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's, that's really why they double yourself over. Yeah, that's you only got paid for ten songs. That's for the art. But that's another reason they were doing a double disc is because if I'm only gonna get paid for ten songs, if I put twenty songs out, if I put two CDs out, does that still count as that's two? That's a contractual. That's, yeah, that's two ten ten song albums. Fulfillment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't own it. It's it just, it's just. 
I'm perplexed at how we keep on doing it. Yeah, because this is it, it, this is the fight that Nipsey was having. This is the fight that ownership Jay is having. This ownership. is the fact that Master Russ is P. having. Master P is mo- one of the most famous. Probably yeah, that's my idol. That's probably and should be a lot of people's idol. Yeah, for you to come out the mud like. I know we just said that about us, but we were saying it in a business yeah, sense. For Master P to legit come out the mud and to negotiate an 85-15 split being a nobody, mm. yeah, that's to be applauded. He did. I mean, you got to figure, he said he turned down a million dollars and he only had $500 to his name. Yeah. He turned down a million dollar deal. Because he, he had he a knew, his mentality. Knew his when they have the product, and he knew it, he, he was gonna have to give up everything. Yeah, he was gonna be locked in contractual. Yeah, hell. He, and this was in the nineties. But so, and that's that's the better. one thing I had vision. That's the one thing I idolize about P is that you had the wherewithal to know up front, like damn, because he had that hustler's mentality. Mm-hmm. I have the product. You have to come to me. Right. You have to. So. No, I'm not going to fuck you right now. I don't want 100% of everything. That 15% that you got, that's going to provide me something. So take that 15, but I'm keeping 85% of my shit. As you should. Because I have the product. And you're doing the work. And you, you and, and I'm work. doing everything. Do. I'm printing my own CDs. I'm doing my own marketing. I'm doing my own research. Labels I'm, ain't doing that now. I'm, I'm funding my own Man. tours. I'm I'm putting niggas in a ten passenger van and driving, driving from VA to Louisiana, from Louisiana to Atlanta, from Atlanta to New York. You know what I'm saying? I'm footing this bill, so I'm keeping eighty five percent of my shit. Cause I gotta pay for everything. Yeah, and probably the most famous, the most famous person. Every time you put a microphone in this nigga face, rest in peace as well, Prince. Mm-hmm. Prince is one of the biggest anti-establishment fucking people in the world. And if not one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Everybody want to say Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson had a label behind him. Yeah. Michael Jackson had push. Michael Major Jackson machine. had money. Machine. Yeah. And he Major had Quincy machine. Jones. And he had Quincy Jones. So it's like, even without Quincy, like you, but at the same time, you can't really mention Mike without Quincy. Right. It's like, you can't really mention Usher without JD. Right. Like, a great producer, a great exec is going to change everything for you. You can't mention Biggie without without Puff. Diddy. Puff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't really mention Jay without well, Dame. Dame. <laughs> like, it, it, and it's, Biggs. It's, and Biggs. Biggs, Burks, for sure. Um, it's a lot of motherfuckers that just go hand in hand. But with Prince... Scarface and Jay Prince. Exactly. Hmm. Jay Prince and everybody. <laughs> right everybody, yeah. everybody signed a Jay Prince. <laughs> Hold on. Did you see that picture of that nigga baptizing himself yeah. with the finger guns? Yes. What? <laughs> That's his thing. <laughs> this nigga was nah, in the water. You see that? I saw you posted that, you know, said that shit on Twitter, but I ain't see the picture. <laughs> you, he was in the water with three other niggas with full clothes on. With doing a finger shine, gun. With Sean and Kanye and <laughs> some other dude. Doing so the finger gun. That, that's his thing. <laughs> it was just funny. Cause it was like, "Yeah, I'll shoot you if you don't take this picture." <laughs> um, <laughs> they said, um, "What they say, Jay Prince? Um, made people get in the water to make sure they wouldn't wear the water." Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Nah, and he did the finger gun." <laughs> 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 My left the finger gun part that's out. Wow. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, Prince was one of the first people to like really be anti or to be so polarizing and popular as Prince was. To be like, fuck the establishment. They fucking us. They don't want us to win. Yeah. They this, they that. They, you know what I'm saying? They keeping y'all money. They doing this, this, and this. And then as soon as Prince died and his estate got his shit. As soon as he died and his estate, which didn't, you know, necessarily have his same wishes. Mm Mm-mm. They were quick to start auctioning shit off. Yeah, they got even more greedy. They were selling tickets to, I mean, to go through his house and yeah. shit. Like, it, it'd be so fucking crazy because we don't even realize the the impact of... We don't even... We don't understand why we sell our souls for riches and money. <clears throat> like... Short-term vision. I mean, Jews... Like on the bar mitzvah, thirteen year old boys, they're taught to they're gonna own the team, not go play for the fucking team. Yeah. You're the man now. Yeah, I never heard Gary V talk about playing nothing but owner. He, he Yeah. Owner I think he wants to own the Jets. Ownership, like there's yeah. more money in that and you can pass it down and you know, wealth preservation. Cause at a certain time you can't play sports till you die. But I can own that team till I die. Yep. Yeah, you can pass it on, and it'll be it'll increase in value. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean that that's my thing. We so be in it for the short term because in the history we ain't never really had anything. Um, so it's like the little pennies we, it's like we jump over the quarters or the dollars to get to the pennies and the Walk nickels. Over yeah. yeah, and Walk not seeing the whole vision, like okay. Let me make the record. Let me just go and make the record. Think bigger. Okay, let me own the studio. Let me own the label. Let me right. own the production house. Pre- press my own stuff. It's being self-contained. Right. And I think that was I think that was Jay Z's um, biggest motivation with title was he was already on his ownership shit because Jay doesn't buy anything that doesn't appreciate in value. Right. He right. does have a good amount of you know vintage cars but vintage cars get more expensive as they go yeah he ain't buying 2022 rx8s like he's buying like fucking old ass aston martins and old ass corvettes and shit that's gonna appreciate jay drive a car exactly so and then on top of that jay a businessman too all he does is like he'll buy some shit make it a pre like do his hustle shit Buy it, make it appreciate value, and then sell the shit. Yeah, that's what you're supposed what, to do. Yeah, exactly. As a business person, that's what you're supposed to do. You buy an asset, you find a way to make it appreciate in value, and then you find somebody that wants to buy it from you. At you a higher price. You increase demand, and if you have the only supply of that that item, okay, now buy it from me. Right. He did it with Title. He did it with the Nets. He might have hmm. been a minor. He might have been a minority, but I guarantee. That the white guys that own the Nets, the, that group of white guys that owns the Nets, would not have had the the clout to move them from New Jersey to Brooklyn. If it weren't for Jay-Z. If it wasn't for Jay-Z. Because Brooklyn is Jay-Z. Jay-Z is Brooklyn. Right. So when Jay say, I want to bring a team to Brooklyn, guess who's going to be behind them? Everybody in Brooklyn. Hmm. We already got a New York team. Yeah. We got the New York Knicks. Yeah. And the New York Knicks are the fucking New York Knicks. They might not have been the, the 90s New York Knicks and did everything that, you know, we used to do and all that type of shit. But the New York Knicks are still... Motherfuckers will be just walking past MSG and buy a ticket because it's the fucking Knicks. 
the Knicks are always going to sell out because it's the fucking Knicks. Everybody wants to go watch a game at MSG. It don't matter who playing there. Right. Who the Knicks playing? The Wizards? Don't Fuck care. It. Yeah. it don't matter. I want to go see the Knicks play. I want to go see MSG atmosphere. And I want to see a team play. When you talk about bringing a whole nother team into New York, you got to have some clout for that. Definitely a whole lot of influence. And then as soon as he got on the fucking Brooklyn, he left out and sold his stake. Because <laughs> where else can I take this? Y'all not going to let me, like, y'all not going to let me own the Nets. Right. It's that already is. a group. This ain't, this ain't a one owner thing. This is already a group of owners. So y'all not going to let me own the Nets in Brooklyn. So why, why, why am I going to stay here? I'm not going to stay stagnant just to own less than 1% of this this team. Or like I want, I want to say his his percentage. It couldn't have been more than two percent. I don't even think it was more than that. Oh yeah, I'm, he it was, was a, a very small percentage, very minority, minute. Like yeah. when they say that, when they say minority owner, they mean that shit, mm-hmm. nigga. You don't call shit. We really only took your advice because you're Jay Z. Yeah, we really don't want you in this board meeting. Yeah, because if it was Sean Carter, that grew up doing stocks his whole life. <laughs> They, they want to give us a second look. You don't have the clout to move us to Brooklyn. You're just Sean Carter. But when Jay-Z pop up, let's go to Brooklyn. I got vision. I got X amount of eyes on me every move that I make. Every time I sign on the dotted line, I make niggas millions. So, let's get the fuck out of New Jersey. <laughs> right. And bring it to where niggas is going to walk past the stadium and buy a ticket just because it's in New York. Yeah. Same, same, same business model as MSG is just not MSG in different part of New York. So it's like, but anyway, get back to our point anyway. Um, Ownership. Even Jay-Z is like, now he owns a management company. Yeah, Rock Mm -hmm. Nation. Now he owns different properties, but... He had to play the game for years. He had to farm land that he didn't own for years. Yeah, to get his own farm. Yeah, like it, it, it's he not keep doing the same shit. Yeah, and it, that's the and I think that's one of the one of the main misconceptions is people think that you could just come out and just own shit. You have to you have to elevate your brand enough to be somebody to be let in the room. When he said that line, show you how to move in a, in a room mm-hmm. full of vultures, he had to play the game to get to the room in the first place. I think... Um, you can't come out and just be... Like, look how long it took Nipsey to get to the point to where he could be... He could talk shit about owning his own shit. Um, he, he, had, I th- he had that mindset from the beginning, yeah. but he had to leverage his brand to get to that yeah. point. Yeah. Because that's how they set the system up. I mean, and that's fine. That's they set cool. it up for you to farm our land. That's cool. Right. All right, cool. You can play the game, but how long do we have to play the game before we just keep the problem is playing we, the same game? The like, problem is we try we the people that play the game and get to a point to where they can own their own shit don't create anything for the generation behind them. That's fact. Look at all the guys that's come out recently with they saying they have problems with their contracts. Yeah, Meg. Meek, 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 Migos, yeah, Cardi. Shit, as soon as she came out, she had a problem with her management. I don't know about that, but but you can see it though. That's I mean, how she ended up on. Um, that's how she ended up on all the QC. 
Because she had problems with her management and her label, whoever signed her originally. Oh, yeah, she did fire her manager, didn't she? She had problems with them, and she ended up with QC. Same way with Meg. Same way, like... Hey. And it ain't just the women. Everybody is coming out and selling shit contracts. Look at Future. Yeah. He signed a contract with Rocco. Rocco, yeah. And he still owe Rocco all that goddamn money. Like, Rocco is still getting paid off of that shit. Because you signed a fucking contract, my G. The problem with it is, for me anyway, these niggas will, and I don't want to say niggas because I don't want it to seem detrimental. These these black men are so young and so impressionable that when they get into the game and they sign a contract with a motherfucker like Rocco, and Rocco know the game now. Uh-huh. So Rocco trying to protect you, he like people think, people think that bad business just has to happen. I think it's the biggest problem. People think that bad business just has to happen. I got fucked, so I got to fuck you so I can get you in the door Basically. to get you into a good spot. No, you yeah. don't have to do bad business. So Rocco didn't have to put him in that type of contract. But Rocco also had enough connections to where Future could have still been in the position that he was under Rocco's tutelage. Rocco just didn't do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Like when you cut, like Rocco was only around for a little bit. But he was around long enough to know some shit. You did some collabs with some niggas that's been in here way longer than you. So you had enough tutelage from other people to know that bad business doesn't have to happen. It it may happen. Obviously, the best way I had it put, the best way I heard it put, I'm sorry, is when you coming out as a new artist, I'm taking a chance on you. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew, like, the whole reason that Meek has a problem with Ross. Let's go there. The whole problem that, that Meek has with MMG. Does he? They won't come out and say it. I think it's with MMG. I don't think it's with the parent label. Atlantic? Yeah, I don't think it's Atlantic. I think it's the parent. I think it's MMG. But when I signed you to MMG, you had already been out for a while. Nobody knew that Meek was going to be Meek. You can't see that far ahead. The only person that believed that Meek was going to become Meek was Meek. When I sign you as a new artist, I see your talent. I see what you could be, but I have to take all of that weight. I have to market you. Yeah. I have to put you in the studio. I have to put you with my 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 uh to- big friend. I totally get it. You It still doesn't have to be a shitty contract. But it's only a shitty contract to you because now you know more. Now you've been here long enough to feel like you're owed more. But if I signed you to a five-album contract when you were a nobody, you cannot come to me at three albums and be like, I deserve more. Yeah, you do, but you still owe me two. You might be a global superstar now, but you weren't when I signed you. Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to negotiate, that's cool. This is the same shit that the major labels do. Yeah, we just beef with each other more than we beef with the major labels. NBA Youngboy has come out and said uh, he was in a bad contract. NBA Youngboy has so much of the market share; it's crazy. I know a lot of niggas do not like him. I don't like NBA Youngboy's music. That nigga generates so much money. Right. If he was to go independent, the only Man. problem is. You won't have the distribution and all of beyond the connection. He don't need it. He's NBA Youngboy. He's already the biggest YouTube viewed fucking artist, like ever, almost. 
if not ever. Yeah, he's the number one artist on YouTube. Like, he has such a following where he has the potential to create a Warner's music. Because he holds so much of the market share. When I hold this much, if I'm the number one streamed artist on YouTube, I hold a great amount of market share. Which means if I go independent, YouTube has to call me because I keep people on their site. Spotify has to call me because I keep people listening on Spotify. Tidal has to call me. Apple Music has to call me. Vivo has to call me. YouTube can't wait for NBA Youngboy to put out another video. Because they know it's going to go crazy and it's going to keep people on their page. And now you're in a fucking rabbit hole. How many times you done watched the video on YouTube and been like three years, three hours later? Why the fuck am I still on YouTube? How did I get to this video? Yeah, that's the recommended. And it all started from a fucking NBA Youngboy video. All they want is for you to stay on their site. Yeah. And if you control that much of the market share, you are... You're the boss. Yeah, you're an advertiser's dream, too. Yeah. We just never... As, as the black community, we never... We never get to a point... Like, we always speak about it, but if for some reason, we never act on it. If I own that much market share, why the fuck am I giving up, you know... Why am I only getting 15% of my publishing? Why am I only getting 15% of my masters? Why does the label own my shit when... If it wasn't for me... They would not exist. They can't run without the talent. What is the NBA without the players? What is the NFL without the players? They ain't shit. But there's. It seems like there's always one of some somebody willing to buy in and and you know play the game. It's like what DMX said. The the industry don't give a fuck about you, but the industry can't make a dime without you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a love-hate relationship. It's it, it's business. Um, but it's like, at what point do you do business that benefits you? As opposed to someone... Like, if people just stop signing... Let's just say people... Unrealistic people stop signing the labels. Uh, what do you think would happen? Labels would dissolve... Well, I, don't even, I think they would dissolve, but I think they would still make money because they own so many people's masters. Um, Warner would never dissolve. I can't think of a bigger... Okay, just... just just to draw a parallel, the NCAA, I cannot believe they was just making all this money for years, yeah. but won't let you make money off your own talent. That, as an that's adult. always been crazy to me. As an adult. It ain't like I'm right. still 15, I, 16, 17. I'm 18 and up. I can't believe, like, and people just kept going along with it. It was a big fight. And for they, years. They just now getting to the point that where they letting you, you know, profit off of your name. And that's cr- that is the ultimate pimp move. Is is a pimp yeah. something of pimp is pimps and hoes. Yeah. Who who you gonna be? Cause I can sell your jersey with your name on it. Jerseys. I'm you. I show your face every weekend. Games. I'm. You know what I'm saying you you showing up to films. You 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 big man on campus. Right. Especially if you had a win in college. You start talking about your Dukes. Your UKs. Your Kansas. Oh, die hard. Carolina. OSU, North Carolina. You know what I'm saying. If you one of those the Clemsons, um, Syracuse, you know what I'm saying? When you, you start talking big about dogs. when you start talking about those places, if you're on the basketball or the football team, depending on what you know what I'm saying, what your know, school excels in, when you start talking about them, go to OSU as a football player. 
You the most popular. You the most popular nigga on campus. Instant clout. Go to Alabama Man. as a star quarterback. Roll Tide. Go to fucking Duke as a star point guard. Go to Kansas as a star shooting guard. Clout. Instant clout. Everybody know who the fuck you are, no matter where you go in that city, because that city is centered around that sport. Right. So everywhere you go, you getting free shit. And then they made it so hard for the fucking college kids that they wouldn't even let them accept gifts. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Motherfuckers was having... People were having to... People were having to gift a child's parent a car and do it under the radar so the NCAA didn't figure it out. I came from the hood. My mama don't have shit. My mama's still on fucking food stamps. And, and you I'm make in college, and you making billions, billions of dollars off of my name. Nah, and they wouldn't even acknowledge it or really talk about it. Or the explanation that they gave was, once you accept, my, like that doesn't change your talent because you're getting money. Like, how does that? Like, okay, now I'm getting paid. So, do I play better? Like, does right. it, do I play worse? Like, now I'm more popular, so I don't play as good as like it. Don't <clears throat> the popularity and the talent doesn't change because you're paying me adequately. If oh, anything, the, the cop out is well, you're getting your free education. Well, just pay me and I'll pay it myself, man. Yeah. Hmm. Y'all giving me a scholarship, so the scholarship, because if I'm on an if I'm on an academic scholarship, I can still make money while I'm here, doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. So why is it that when you give me a scholarship for 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 sports, it's I not can't a, make no money? It's I don't. Not I, you, I don't. I don't. I don't have enough free time to have a job. It's not enough. It's not an equal value exchange. At this all. scholarship. No. Okay, cool. Billions. Like you make it a hundred times off of me as opposed to what you get given to me in return. Yeah. So I just mm. NCAA is probably the biggest farm. <laughs> that's probably biggest the big, that, that's probably the biggest land that we farm. Especially that we love it too. Especially the the NCAA. That's probably the biggest land that we farm because that is that's probably the the and I know it's sports and I know somebody's gonna get their fucking butt hurt, but I don't give a fuck. This is Patreon and we go we letting our shit fly. That's probably the closest thing to slavery we got is the NCAA. And the prison system. It's two places where you don't get paid to do manual labor. Right. It's manual labor to go out here and play basketball. I don't give a fuck what y'all say about, oh, it's just a game. It's just, no, the fuck is not. Cause these because these motherfuckers had to work their whole life for that shit. I got to play 30 minutes every couple days. Do you know how much I have to do outside of this to do this? I can't just show up and play basketball every day. I have to go to film study. I have to study the team that we're playing. I got to learn these plays. I got to listen to motherfuckers yelling at me in my face because I made the wrong cut or I did the wrong, you know what I'm saying? I was on the wrong spot on the court. And then I got to come to listen to all you motherfuckers in y'all 40s and 50s and 60s talking to my 18-year-old ass like I'm supposed to make every goddamn basket I chuck up. It's a huge commitment. And I got to do this for free? Yeah. For four years? Yeah. Nah, y'all can suck my yeah. whole dick. Yeah. Suck my Cause whole you, cause dick. Because you, you get an education... This is the game. They'll make billions off of you. You get your little scholarship so you can go get a little job that's going to pay you just enough to live. Your little yeah. job. Because if you don't make it, I ain't guarantee you going to the NBA. It's 500 motherfuckers in the NBA. 
You know how many colleges there is in this fucking country? It's only more than five hundred. It's only thirty teams, my G. Now they all have G leagues now, which oh, is you know God. a step up and all that good uh, shit. But right. yeah. if you' talking about top notch, do you know what the chances are that you make it in the NBA? If you don't go to Duke, if you don't go to UK, yeah, I mean, don't get hurt or something happens. Don't get hurt. Do me a favor, y'all. Get on fucking Google and Google how many current players played at Duke or UK. Hmm. When you start talking about the Kyries, the Steph Jason Curry, Jason Tatum's, he played at Davidson. Anthony Davis. Huh. Steph Curry's at Davidson. He won at Duke. Huh. No, no, no. Steph Curry's at the, uh, Davidson. Um, but when you start Zion, Zion was the premier nigga for two years. <laughs> like when you start talking about these top tier, usually the top, the top pick in the NBA. Is usually from Duke or UK. Usually. There's at least... And even if he's not the top pick, between 1 and 10... He up there. Between 1 and 10, you're getting somebody from Duke or somebody from UK. And more often than not, you might get them from both. Think about what would happen if or let's just say we just started going to HBCUs. Mm. Instead of PWIs, I remember. I I, I, I wish I remember that, that that young man's name. Yeah, he was projected to go number one, and he said he would he not was, go to one of these big name schools. He was like yeah, going he was, to HBCU. Yeah, he was trying to go to an HBCU to make them um make yeah. them rich. Yeah. Motherfucker, if you if you want me, you got to come get me from Brown. You got to come get me from you know what I'm saying. Like you you're not about to come get me from Duke. You're not about to come get me from UK. You coming to get me from HBCU. So that that kickback that y'all give them for, you know, grooming me into the player that I am. Because let's not act like, you know, NBA ain't sending niggas to Duke. Let's act like, let's right. not act like they not sending niggas to UConn. Y'all sending niggas to those teams. Y'all want to act like y'all not, but the NBA have been watching you since you were 12 years old in AAU. And they're going to try to groom you to go to the school that has the best high, the best uh, turnover rate for the NBA. And it, it's a system. It's a system. Yeah. And the NBA has been it's grooming you since you were, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. So that when you pick Duke, Duke is in direct contact with the NBA. Oh, man, we got this point guard. He's six foot three. He got handles like Steph. He got a shot like KD. He got dunks like LeBron. It's like signing to a major. Yeah. It's the exact same shit. We got to put you through the ringer first. But now it's only, it's a one year, you know, one and out. It's a one and out thing with the with the college now. So now I ain't got to go there for four years before y'all let me. Well, shit, before, before the one and out thing, niggas can just go straight to the NBA. And that ain't even, that ain't like, let, let, now we can get off music and get to the NBA. You're giving me 240, 210, 225 over four years. But with all your endorsements and all the money that these companies are shelling out for you to sell their food in your in your arena, arena yeah. for them to name your arena, for them to advertise on the little um, LED boards that be in the background while it's on TV, you got a shirt night, you got a hat night, you got a bobblehead night, all of that shit is sponsored. Money. So you're making all of this money, all of this money, all of this money, ticket sales. Hand over fist, boy. Like, 
selling my jerseys. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all your property, technically. I don't own none of that. I don't get a kickback off of. I don't get a kickback no. off of jerseys. I don't Bro, get a kickback off money, of ticket sales. I don't get a percentage of. You know what I'm saying? No get, back pay, no royalties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When LeBron was that. in Cleveland, LeBron was why niggas went and saw Cleveland. They weren't coming to see Matthew Dellavedova. No. They was coming to see LeBron, motherfucking yes. them people, and, and and nothing else in Cleveland. Yeah. When KD went to fucking uh, when KD and Kyrie went to Brooklyn. They ticket sales skyrocketed. Because KD and Kyrie are in Brooklyn. Kyrie was hurt for a whole goddamn season. KD carried that damn team that year. Now Kyrie can't even play because he got his own fucking thoughts. Mm, I heard they about to bring him back. Man. Yeah, because everybody got fucking COVID. Mm. Or they came in contact with somebody with COVID. So now we gotta we gotta we gotta relax our motherfucking rules because this is the best point guard in the goddamn league. But we only gonna let them play away games because New York has a mandate to where you gotta be, uh, you gotta be vaccinated to get in the, in in the arena just to get in the arena. Even everybody that goes to Brooklyn Arena is supposed to be vaccinated. Crazy. The fans. Crazy. So you know he can only play at away games that where the states aren't mandated like that. So he can only play in your Clevelands. He can only play in your. You know what I'm saying? He can only play in certain games. But since he has his own thought process, let's go ahead and kick him off. Right. Even though Can't he having that. Even though he brings in X amount of dollars for us. Ain't no telling. It's fucking control. Like to 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 to, to try to wrap up this conversation because you know we we kind of trying to stick to a strict time limit for our patreons. Try. Um, <laughs> to try to wrap this up. The entire reason. That black people farm land that we don't own is because of control. It's pretty easy. It's control. We gave up control. Actually, we never had control. I don't even want to say we gave up control. We never had control of anything that we do. From slavery to Jim like we never, nobody ever asked us what we want to do. Therefore, we have no say in what we do. Everything in this country is structured towards black people still needing to fight, still needing to scrape, still needing to do more than our white counterparts to get to the level that we want to be at. Mm -hmm. It's structured that way. And doing anything it takes. Anything. At our detriment. It means selling your publishing, the rights to get any money. or uh, Desperation is a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, that's, when you're desperate, you make bad moves. Yeah, because you fuck over your long term to get the short term upfront benefit. And then when all you know is poverty, and then you got a chance to you know move up from it. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason that they are able to do it that way is because they put us in poverty. They put us in the hood. Yeah, they gave us the crack epidemic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, I, I cannot let this conversation go without at least saying this: you have a choice. Yeah. Either way, you have a choice. But you have to be okay with that choice. And it's not set up for you to win. You're going to have to struggle and you're going to have to put in the work. You have a choice. You always have a choice. Everything now, comes with a choice. There's things that come along with that. So I can't just say, well, I didn't have a choice but to sell drugs or do this. You had a choice. Now you got to go along with 
what comes with that choice at the same time. I there mean, are consequences. There are consequences to every choice to every choice that you make. There are consequences. Some good, some bad. You might win on the back end, lose on the front, vice versa. But you do have a choice. It's just most people don't want to deal with the consequences of it. And that's something you should teach your kids too. Mm-hmm. You can, you have a choice. You just got to choose what you're gonna do. Yeah. See, people want to make cool certain choices and not the get the back end, the backlash or the fallout from it. It just it just doesn't work that way. You're gonna give up something either yeah. way. You'll give up something. That's just how it works. Bobby, anything to close on? Uh, I pretty much y'all done said everything for real, for real. Yeah, I mean y'all y'all hit the head on the nail. I mean, so it's time for us to go. I hate your little timer. That's wild as fuck. Yeah. I just had to look one up. A little tie dye timer. Your little timer. (laughs) Your little tie dye timer. My little timer. (laughs) So, yeah, this was our first Patreon. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I know I did. Um, 234 minutes. (laughs) That's some (laughs) wild ass time. Damn. Um, Super random. Right. I hope y'all enjoyed it. For sure, we um, did. I enjoyed it for sure. Right. Um, as y'all probably realized, we didn't do a whole bunch of drops like we do in our normal shit. This is specifically for us getting to the shit, having those conversations that. Um, I know we said it on the the one of our first episodes. We want to have conversations that are important but not normal. Um, that was a whole. Uh, that was the whole meaning behind us naming this normal convos pod is we want to have mm-hmm. normal ass conversations that are supposed to happen in the real world but don't um and the basis for this patreon is these are conversations that should be happening that aren't happening and won't happen if you don't bring them up because nobody wants to talk about why we farm land that we don't know but we do and we will and we will continue to do the same shit so um we give y'all one last drop we ain't got no we ain't got no closers we ain't got no aka's we ain't got nothing right all we can say is we catch y'all when we fucking catch y'all we'll holla at y'all yo one normal convos pod mm.